Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Patty. Hey, guys. And in this episode, episode mm-hmm. we're going to do a Q&A. So this is where I, I send out the memo on my Instagram account, and I say, hey, we're doing a Q&A. You guys got, have any questions? Let us know. And then people respond. And I'm just going to we're going to go off the fly. We haven't really read through these or thought about our responses. We're going to kind of do this on the fly and just let our intuition speak through us based upon these questions. Okay. (laughs) So the first one, this is from Paulina Joy White. And they say, what's your favorite ways to relax? Hmm. Neither of us do all that much relaxing. So I'll let Patty go first, (laughs) though we should. Um, Well, actually... Yesterday, I did something for the first time, which was very relaxing and very nice. I went to a salt room um, where basically there's salt on the floor and they, um, the salt comes through the air vents and they just blow salt into the air and you breathe it in and you it gets all over you. And um, that was very relaxing. I was, really? I was surprised at, um, at how good I felt when I was when I had left there. Um, so that was nice. I also, I, I don't do this enough, but I do like taking baths, Mm. um, and, um, getting massages, which again, I don't do often enough, but I did do, I did go do that. I I had mentioned it like a few podcasts ago that I was going to do it, but, and I did it. And that was really nice. I love to get massages. Um, also sitting in a sauna, I love, that's like another way that I like to relax. Um, yeah, yeah, nice. So that's cool. Yeah, we, we didn't really talk about the salt bath you did or the salt, the salt, bath, room, salt yeah. room yesterday. That's cool. I'm glad it was good. Yeah. Went with a friend from the retreat, right? Yeah. Nice. Sweet, sweet April. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, one of the things I've actually been doing lately is I recently bought my friend Aaron Dowdy's sauna. He had an infrared sauna. He got into his house and he didn't want it so i took it and now i have it and i've been loving it not so much because it's a sauna and you get hot and you sweat even though that's good it's good very good for your body to go into saunas but what i've really been liking about it is i have rules about this sauna i stay in for a minimum of 30 minutes usually up to an hour because it's infrared it's not like dangerous even though it sounds like it is because it's, um, it it doesn't get as hot as like yeah. a regular sauna that you might go in and is in, right, like at a gym or spa or something. Yeah, it's it's usually forty five minutes actually. Um, but what I do is I don't bring my phone in. I can't. I bring my meditation beads. I bring a good book. And in this little box, I do deep breathing exercises because I have nothing to do. I have to kill the time just before I get my sweat on. So I do my breathing drills. I do a little bit of stretching. I meditate and I read. So I take. I'm like force myself to go into this box for forty five minutes where I do a whole bunch of self care things that work for me. So the sauna is nice, but really it's the take. 45 minutes to do those other things and to be sort of taking a break from life that is super rejuvenating. I've been Mm. feeling amazing. I've been able to uh, shoot a lot more content than normal. I've been feeling so good. So I I challenge you all to create your own little space, your own little self-care box that I've been calling it (laughs) because it really is a game changer. Yeah. I can definitely see a difference in you too since you've been doing that. Really? Yeah. Nice. Let's see. I'm guided. This is for Connie May. Love. I'm guided to live my truth, but struggling to trust finances will be there. I'm a single parent. Any tips? 
Mm. I have tips if you don't. That was kind of my department for a while. Yeah, well, I mean, the only tr- the only way to trust is by trusting. Like, the, I, I, I don't know, how, like, if that even makes any sense. But, um, but that was what we, we had to do when we were, like, not sure how we were going to get finances. I don't know. Yeah, you have to be really honest about your situation. I really think that a lot of times if you want your finances to be in check, it's not so much about just trusting they're just going to be there. It's finding a way to make money. Right, yeah, trusting you- the, a way that you can financially support yourself. Yeah, be sort of proactive. I think a lot of people um, start to sort of wake up to what they believe to be their life purpose, and they're probably accurate. This thing resonates. I love it. It's what I want to do with my life. And then usually around this time, their job starts to show them or their current vocation is revealed as something they don't want, not really necessarily a reflection of their truth. So a lot of people will jump ship and mm-hmm. just say, well, I'm going to just do my passion. It's like, well, you can, but you also we also live yeah. in a 3D reality where there's bills to pay and so forth. So a lot you of times, yeah, patience can go a long way where maybe I'm going to cut down my hours but still make some money so I don't have to freak out about it all the time mm-hmm. while I build up my life purpose and my life's work. Mm. Now, that's not what I did. I, I sort of jumped off the cliff, but I really don't believe that's the smartest move for everybody. Well, and the difference, too, is that's what was being asked of you. Yes. And um, it's important to listen to what's being asked of you on a soul level, not yes. what your mind thinks your synchronicities are telling you because you can get negative synchronicities that don't serve you to teach you a lesson. Yes. But that, you know, going broke is not a lesson that anybody needs to, to actually, um, experience. Uh, so you really, yeah, look at your, your situation. Honestly, look at, um, where you're at energetically, honestly, and then wait. Yeah, make before you make a wise a big choices. Deci- yes, make and then wait before you make a decision. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, of uh, our friend Josh. Our friend Josh is in a situation where his mom's going to be moving away, and Josh is going to have an opportunity to kind of live on his own for the first time. And he was saying, now is the time to like go for my, he wants to be a, a health coach. Mm-hmm. But he's still new to that. He does, He's just got one certification. He's got a kind of a small following still. And initially he was like, I'm just going to go for it, make it happen. I was like, I didn't say anything negative. I just sort of let him do his thing. But deep down, I was hoping he would choose to get a job or something. So mm-hmm. I, I just could see that not going very well. Like, And then, then later he, he, we were talking when we went hiking. He mm-hmm. was like, you know what? I'm going to still do real estate for a little while while I build my coaching up. Yeah. I said, that's smart, Josh. You're only 21. Give it time. Take yeah. your, have some patience. So this, it's, and, there's no right answer to this, but right. be smart about your situation. Don't yeah. just pretend. Don't just you know get all motivated by a YouTube video and then make a dumb decision yeah. and then have to deal with the consequences. It would yeah. be my advice. It's also you need to look at how you do things honestly. Like Josh is someone who likes to jump in with both feet. And he's very gung-ho about everything that he does, which is beautiful. However, you can get yourself in tricky situations if you jump in with both feet before you're ready. So um, if you're the type of person that likes to jump in with both feet, then maybe take, a, take some time to really think about what the situation is actually being shown to you. Yeah. 
This next one is from, it looks like Kayla93. Any more events happening in Las Vegas in the future? I attended I attended the other one and it was amazing. Thank you, Kayla. I can't really see your picture, so I don't recognize you because it's so small on my phone here. But Oh, um, the, the re- event? Yeah, yeah, recently. Okay, yeah. But thank you. Yeah, you know what? Me and Aaron talked about doing another one in the near future, whether it be in Las Vegas or L.A., um, but there's nothing There's nothing set in stone. But there will certainly be more events in the future. Maybe not the immediate future, though. But we had a great time, and yeah. we, we definitely feel a call to do that, all of us, all three of us that were there. I'm going to say this next one because it's kind of funny. It says, I know your God is Lucifer, you liar. Once Israel takes over, judgment day is set. I just wanted to, show, I wanted to share that to kind of show people that I get negative comments all the time. I'm not going to address it, of course, but but it's okay and even though I can sort of feel the energy off of that comment, and now I'm questioning whether I should have even said, <laughs> brought it up to you guys, I wanted to show you guys that it's not all roses when you when you put yourself out there like that. Mm-hmm. And, and what's really nice is having comments like this has really sort of forced me to have a deeper compassion for people and to say, you know what, that person's just upset about something. Right. And there's oh, no well, real... And they're on their own path. So that they're having their own belief system, just like we have our own belief system, and um, neither one is right or wrong. Right, and it's it's all perfect. Yes, that it's yeah. So anyway, these I know a lot of people they hesitate doing something because they're afraid that this kind of thing will happen. Mm-hmm. And in my experience, it does happen. It's actually a good sign, you know, from a business standpoint. It means you're you're have a potent message, but on the on a spiritual level, for me, it's really helped me again have more compassion, have more of an understanding mm-hmm. for other people's beliefs and, and points of view, and to just not take anything so personally and just say, okay, we live in a mixed bag of uh, perspectives, and I'm bound to conflict with many of them, and that's right. that's okay. Yeah. So, anyways, I saw that, and I wanted just to kind of like put it out there to see you guys kind of get an idea. Can I speed up finding my purpose? What do you think? I think you certainly can. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Because I feel like when you're ready, it'll just come into your awareness. Um, But there are certain things that you can do to certainly speed up whether or not you're ready to have that come into your life. But judging by the look on your face, you have a different... <laughs> well, I can see where you'd say that because for yours, it did just kind of emerge within you. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of fell into your lap. I know a lot of people, like for me, it didn't really fall into my lap. I knew I had some semblance of what it had to do with. But in order to speed up that process, I took massive, massive action and did a lot of experimenting. Mm-hmm. And that gave me the clarity of purpose. So it's kind of like... I had this, it's funny, I had a discussion with my nine-year-old daughter, Maya, this morning. I was in the sauna, and she was outside of the sauna, we were kind of talking through the glass. And I was like, what's going on, Maya? How you doing? So I like, well, yeah, she's kind of, she wants to kind of find her passion. My daughter, Maya, is very smart, very talented, mm-hmm. and she gets really good at almost anything she does very quickly. Yeah. But then her excitement and enthusiasm will wear off as just as fast. As soon as, as she fast. gets good at it. So she's she's gotten into the guitar, soccer, drawing. Even like rollerblading. She, learned, she taught herself to rollerblade in a day. 
Yeah, right. And that was it. Like, like 50 falls, she could do it well after that right. day. Right, and then, and then after that, she didn't rollerblade for a while. Yeah, but what I, what I said to her, I said, listen, for one, you don't have to be in a rush, honey. And But two, if you really want to find it, then you start taking action on the things that excite you the most right now. So I said, what in your life, out of all the things we do as a family and hang out with, um, what's the most exciting thing we've been doing? She said, well, it's been soccer. We've been playing soccer in the backyard. Me and my son, Lucas, will play against her. And we've been having a blast. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, okay, let's, let's play some soccer today. Then I said, you know what? Maybe in a couple of weeks, if we're still playing soccer, because I'm, I'm now, I now have learned not to just buy and invest in things with my daughter because right. she changed her mind. So after a couple of weeks, then maybe we'll sign you up for a soccer league. How's that sound? Right, because it was hockey. Before that, it was jiu-jitsu and like right. martial arts. <laughs> so, but, but the point is, Football. is experiment. Put yeah. action into whatever seems to be the thing you're the most excited about. It might not, my daughter isn't 100% sold that soccer's her passion, but right now that's what she just happens to be kind of resonating with and mm-hmm. into. So instead of waiting for clarity, she just plays soccer. That's that's my advice for you. Just just do what you are enjoying right now and do it fully and do it, with, take massive action. Yeah. Tell me more about raising kids. Maybe any tip. This is for Kunigunda Summer. Do you have any tips for raising kids, love? By now, you should have one or two up your sleeve. Um, um, Yeah, I guess for me, the most important Thing that I try to do with the kids is um, allow them to be whoever it is that they want to be in every moment. Um, our daughter Maya is is um, not that we would be able to stop her from being herself because she's just very strong um, personality and you know sure of herself, but. She is a girl, but she has a she dresses like a boy, she acts like a boy, she looks like a boy, but she, you know, but it is who she is. And I wouldn't want her to be something that she's not. I would never want our our kids to feel that they have to be something that we want them to be. So whenever our kids tell us something new, like the other day uh, Lucas said he was gay with his friend Gordon and and we were like, "Okay, you know, that's cool. But even if he's not, or if he is, that doesn't even matter. It's just as long as he feels comfortable to be able to be his true authentic self, that's the most important thing. So I would say allow them to be who they are and then, uh, and, and not judge them based on whatever craziness comes out of their mouth. Yeah. And, and that, that really requires a lot of times you, uh, at least for us, stretching our own comfort zone, stretching our beliefs and mm-hmm. expanding our mind and opening up our mind a lot. Like for when with Maya, her wanting to like, you know, Start have her way. hair real short mm-hmm. and dress like a boy. I'm of course open to all sort of, you know, preferences. But for me, part of me, part of the parent of me was like, I don't want her to experience the adversity that I could, I could anticipate her going through so it was kind of harder for me to let go there was at one point where her hair was real long and she wanted to cut it really short and spike it up mm-hmm. and i was like no no 
And right. I don't know, it, it, it took me time to, to become comfortable or to open up enough to where I'm like, okay, I'm going to let you be who you are. So even though, you know, at least for, for my circumstance, it really had to get me to look deeply into like some of my own unconscious mm-hmm. prejudices and beliefs and stuff. Right. And I'm fortunate that it actually allowed me to, to open up to the degree I have. I'm sort of impressed myself being able to. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy I did. Um, because at a logical level, I, I, I have no, um, I'm open to everything. I have no judgments or anything. But when it came to my daughter, I realized, you know, I did. Somewhere yeah. deep down, there was a part of me that didn't want that to be the case. Mm-hmm. I had to accept um, but, but I don't like, I didn't like that part of myself. So I, I, I sort of did my inner work and allowed myself to open up. And then now she's sort of got her hair <laughs> real short yeah. and I feel energetically okay with that. Yeah. Also, um, real quick, my point, point of all that was saying that sometimes you really got to look at yourself very honestly right. and deal with what's there, deal with what they're bringing up within you mm-hmm. so that you can really genuinely nurture them in the way that is best for them. Right. That's what I was going to say, actually, is that you have to just, there, there are teachers, really. You have to look at them like little, little teachers because that's exactly what they are. They're reflections of us on the things that we might need to change. Or maybe not. Maybe they're just reflections of how awesome we're being. And that's awesome too. But um, they teach us about the things that we need to change within us. And um, being open to the idea that, like when you become a parent, you think, I'm going to be molding these little humans to, to go into this world. But really they're coming in and they're molding us to the to be better of a parent to them yeah did that make sense yeah okay. yeah yeah all all of our kids they know who they are right. on, on a deep level and it's our job to you know provide the 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 natural um you know safety and whatnot for them but mm-hmm. really to let them be who they are mhm um and one other little tip i heard from bashar actually which is an excellent tip that we could probably apply even better. He says, create circumstances for your children that allow them to learn lessons in themselves in a safe way where there maybe are some consequences to certain things that they can sort of learn from rather than us just trying to tell them, you know, learn their lessons for them, which is a tendency I feel I have and I have to really catch myself. Right, yeah. Um... I, I do this to some extent, um, but it is challenging because the way that my parents parented me was I would, they would try to like control the things that I did. So then I, I went outwardly into exact, the exact opposite of what they were telling me. So for me, it's learning to allow them to make their own mistakes and have their own learning lessons in life. Um, at their own rate without just letting them fall flat on their face and potentially get hurt or something as well as, um, say help not to save them from that Mm -hmm. as well. So it's a, it's about finding balance between that. Yeah. And one last thing I'll share is kind of as sort of a, 
a relaxed example of that. This morning, I was again in the sauna. My daughter Maya, she showed me this picture that we she drew the other day, and it was uh, of a of a custom hat my son Lucas has. So there was like a hockey stick. It said Lucas in bubble letters, and then there's like a some kind of video game character or something like Minecraft, I think. Yeah, and Maya was asked by her teacher. Uh, all the students were given the opportunity to write to to draw out a logo or something for their school for their T-shirts. Yeah, and Maya was so proud of her drawing that she's like, "I'm going to use this." And my first reaction was like, "Well, they're not going to choose that because it says Lucas on it. It has nothing right. to do with the school." And, but and I, I sort of said that briefly, but I saw that she was still fixated and excited about it. So then I said, okay, you know what? This would be an opportunity to just let her let her learn that. Let it's mm-hmm. not my I don't need to to tell her that. So that was again an example of me catching myself from telling her how things are going to be and letting her learn on her own. Right. This is for JRZ twenty four. Any do's and don'ts for a first time trying plant medicine? Um, do be in a safe environment, know exactly what it is that the medicine, that what medicine you're working with. If it's ayahuasca, sometimes shamans will put, um, other plant additives in it, um, which, uh, in, I've never drank ayahuasca that had anything added to it. So for me, I don't recommend that. Um, but some, some shamans believe that, that having the extra plant spirit in there can be beneficial. So definitely become aware of that if you're working with ayahuasca. Um, um, I would say don't just go with the first available sh- person that calls themselves a shaman, especially, especially with ayahuasca and especially if you're going to Peru it's very important that you are in a safe, um, secure environment because the ayahuasca trade in Peru is um, very, it's going in the wrong direction. And, um, and there are people that are in the streets calling themselves a shaman and it's, it's really sad. Um, but if you're working with other medicines like mushrooms or something like that, then you won't have to so much worry about that as long as you know where you're getting your, your medicine from. Yeah, I would say similar to what you said is to have a good set and setting. That's yes. a big thing for most medicines of that nature because your experience is really just sort of a reflection at the time of your, where you are within your consciousness. And of course, our consciousness is very much affected and influenced by where we are and mm-hmm. what we're around. So like in high school, I used to take magic mushrooms and go to house parties. Uh. And sometimes they were hilarious and fun. Other times they were terrifying, yeah. just horrifying. I'd have horrible nightmarish trips because I was around a bunch of drunk people going crazy. Um, so now it's like, I'll take a small amount and I'll go out to the red rocks with an intention in my notebook and I'll watch the sun come up mm-hmm. and I have a very peaceful, safe set and setting and in a strong intention, a sincere intention. And therefore I, I get reflections and experiences that revolve around that preparation. So right. that also, would be a big one. I would also say that, um, if it's your first experience working with plant medicine, um, Working with mushrooms, uh, you know, as long as there's someone with you that um, 
can make maintain your safety, then um, and the set and setting is is good, then you're. I would say it would probably be okay, depending on your mental stability. As you know, um, you have to be aware that you will be in an altered state of consciousness. So there might be things that you might not be um, open to seeing. Um, so it usually is best to work with someone who's exper- has experience um, with working with whatever medicine it is that you're working with. Um, especially with ayahuasca, I highly, highly recommend working with a shaman. I, I don't feel like anybody should drink ayahuasca alone (laughs) Um, unless you're an experienced shaman. Um, And that's just from my personal experience with her. And um, yeah, I think that. Okay. I don't know. I feel like I could probably go on and on, but I don't, I don't want to like. No, I know we can talk all day, both of us. Uh, Yeah. So we'll answer a couple more. One, one person said something along the lines of, let me see if I can find it. Um, this is for Karam JW. Doesn't taking money for your services make the work less pure no. in a sense? Why not all free? Well, this I, I, I chose that on purpose. I saw that actually yesterday. I wanted to address it because it's common. It's a block I used to have. I used to, it's something I used to think until I actually started to do this work. Like just for example, it's 12. I have been in my office working, doing this stuff for the last six hours mm-hmm. since like six in the morning and I do this most days so it just takes a lot of time and a lot of energy to put out helpful information and it would be impossible for me to do this on the scale that I do if I didn't earn a living doing it because right. I would of course be forced to have a, a job that probably would occupy a lot of time and, and energy, energy and focus and also infringe upon the rate of growth I can do because I sort of design my life the way I want and I can do a lot of self-care and keep myself really sharp so that not only can I do a lot of what I do, but I can do it as high of a quality as I'm able to. Um, I'd also like to add um, that um, you would never go into a barber shop and get a haircut and then walk out without paying for your haircut. Right. You know, even though the barber loves that. (laughs) I'm saying the barber enjoys it. It's their passion. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. I thought you meant loves when you walk out without paying for your haircut. (laughs) Um, Because you're paying for a service. So it's kind of the same thing. Just what we do here and what, you know, it's different. And if anything, having been someone who does hair, it's almost more energetically draining to to do this kind of work because you're putting literally your whole being into it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it, you have, you, we deserve to be compensated for the things that we put out there just as much as everyone else that puts content out. And as, as every person that provides a service for, right. you know, so, um, and real quick, that's, are you done or no? No, I think I'm done. Okay. That's what I like about the business model that I have, Aaron Dowdy, and many of the other YouTubers. That's why me and Aaron, we actually have a coaching program where we teach people how to do what we do. And because we love it so much, because me and Aaron can do very well. We're fairly abundant people. But with that said, we give away so 
much. Mm-hmm. Our business is founded upon giving away stuff. This podcast, it's free. You don't have to pay for it. I I have over 600 YouTube videos that are c- completely free. And that's Hundreds not even including posts. the ones that you've shot that you didn't post. Right, right. Yeah. So it's like uh, the foundation for my services is a ton of value that I've given away completely 100% free and earn, allow me to earn people's uh, trust and show people that I can help them. And then people are usually happy to support me with the services. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like a win-win-win. And it's also a way to do it in a way that's in alignment with what I love to do. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful business model that I think a lot of people are going to start becoming attracted to mm-hmm. because you can do it with a very high level of integrity. You don't have to compromise your your values at all and, and everybody wins. So mm-hmm. um, one last thing I'll, I'll uh, share. This is something, a YouTube video that I watched a long time ago when I was struggling because I felt guilty charging people for anything just based on this question. So I see where it comes from because I had a block about that too. And actually the video was with my friends. They're now my friends, they're YouTube friends, Melanie Beckler and Miles Beckler. They're very successful entrepreneurs that have the same business model as me, you know, thousands of pieces of free uplifting content. They have, you know, over a million followers on Facebook and they just helped a lot of people. And they were asked that question and they said, you know what, you know, thousands of years ago, the way it was when there was like shamans or spiritual teachers is the whole tribe would support the shaman. They would give them food. They would give them shelter. They would hunt for them, gather for them. And, but it's not like that now. Mm. I'm not, no one's going to support me and my children to that extent. Um, just because I give stuff away and for free because we just live in a different time where money is energy and money is necessary to to survive in a sense basically Mm -hmm. so it's just about being honest with where we are at as a society and looking at the facts and the fact is we all we all need money basically Mm -hmm. right so anyway there's my (laughs) there's my response to that let's see we'll do we'll take one more okay let's see What are our sun rising and moon signs? Um, Mine are both Gemini, right? Yeah, your sun. So Victor is, his sun sign is Gemini. His rising sign is Gemini and he has a cancer moon. And then I am a Leo sun with a cancer rising and an Aries moon. Now you know all about us. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Let's see. What's your best advice you would give someone starting their own business? I don't. I, I guess I'll answer that yeah, real quick. Then that. we're going to go. We have to go to the gym. My best advice is to find something you love because starting a business is requires a tremendous amount of hard work Mm -hmm. you have to really grow and rise to your potential emotionally literally and there's a lot of ups and downs it's just non-stop ups and downs high highs low lows and in the end it works out if you have something you genuinely love to do that will fuel you through those down those lows those darker times If, if this was not something i 
could like this podcast, my YouTube, like what I do, I don't know if I could stop doing it if I try because I have that degree of passion and love for this. It's so strong that it will fuel me through the ups and downs mm-hmm. to the point where I've been able to gradually become more and more successful at doing what I do because of that consistency fueled by my my deep burning passion and desire. Right. If you don't love what you're doing, then you won't be able to push yourself. Most likely, some people will be able to push themselves through the lows. But it, you know, if you don't absolutely love it, there'll be no um, emotional connection to drive you forward when things are in a challenging position. Yeah. And, and the, the fastest way to grow your business is to start it right away because you're never going to be prepared. It doesn't matter. You have a business plan. I mean, none of that's going to matter. You just have to start getting experience and it's about learning as you go. Um, in fact, there's this one thing I, I'll leave you with this. I watched actually just yesterday another YouTube video, ironically from these same people, Miles and Melanie, they did this YouTube video on Miles channel. He's an entrepreneur guy. And he was saying that there's a there's the there's a thing that really uh, lures over looms over most people's minds that stops them from making progress. It's the notion that there's something they don't know, like there's something that the other people out there who are succeeding there's a secret that they know and you don't, and you need to find out what that is. He says the reality is there is no secret. It's really simple about learning what to do is pretty quick and easy. You can find it online, but it's about doing it and getting that raw experience where you understand what works for you, how to apply the principles to your own life and your own business that will really um, make you successful. It's the experience. So you really just got to start right away to start mm. getting that experience. And if you don't, if you need to know something, then look it up real quick, but then start taking action. Mm-hmm. So anyways, you're kind of all over the place for this one, huh? It's kind of, yeah. kind of different. I like these ones. Yeah, you guys let us know what you think of these Q&As. We're, they're real easy for us to do. We might try to start doing them on a semi-regular basis and just so there's more than one episode going up on the podcast each week. So what we've been doing is just filming them right after our other podcast, and it's just real simple. And There's always an abundance of questions, and it's always kind of stimulating for us, I find, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, my friends, I, I hope you enjoyed this sincerely. Have an amazing week. Have a phenomenal couple of days, and we'll see you soon. Namaste. Namaste.